Glory to God. How's everyone doing? Good. Wow. Wow. I don't know how you made those announcements with that piano playing in the background. You would have just, no, we would have never gotten there. Amen. That's good stuff. Amen. Hey, um, yes, so much going on. Praise the Lord. Yes, we are in a sermon series, our second week in the sermon series, Just Walk Across the Room by Bill Hybels. Uh, one thing that we need, one thing that we need as a church, and it's very clear, it's very obvious, we need to become better at sharing the gospel with everyone. We need, all of us, myself included, we all need to do a better job of telling someone else about the love of Christ. There's not one person in here, there, there might be a couple, those of you who are evangelists and you're already doing it, but for the most of us, for 90% of us, 98% of us, we need to do a much better job at sharing the gospel. Sharing the gospel is not just the work of the evangelist. We read Ephesians 4 last week. God has given the, the apostle, the prophet, the pastor, the evangelist, and the teacher for the building up of the body. That's you. So the evangelist exists to teach us, myself, I include myself in that, you, us, 90% of us, how to share the gospel. Because as we read in Matthew 28, it is all, every believer's responsibility to go out and declare the good news of God to everyone we meet. We should be consumed with this idea. The Bible says that God desires that all men would be saved and that none should perish. All men would be saved and that none should perish. Our heart should beat with his heart. We sang that song today, Welcome Home. Right? That was a new song. I don't do this often, bring attention to new songs that we bring, but I will today. That, that song, Welcome Home, new song, right? Some of you didn't like that song. <laughs> I know this because there was, and I just, I have to, I know you don't. I know there's some that don't. There's some people here that didn't like that song. That song came on and you're like, ah, I'm going to choose not to worship right now. Because this was me not so long ago. I was at an event, and a specific worship leader came on. And this young lady's music is predominantly evangelistic in nature. And when I first began to hear the music, I was like, ah, I can't really get into this worship. And as the music continued to play, and as I was in this arena of 60,000 people, I realized, wow, that's really selfish of me that I'm not going to worship because the focus of the worship is on people coming to Christ, which should be, which should be, which should be, which should be the most exciting thing in our lives. The Bible says, hello, the Bible says that the angels in heaven rejoice more, much more over just one sinner that repents than over 99 righteous people who don't need repentance. So uh, 100 of you showed up here today and 99 of you are already in the camp. But I'm going to give God the glory and I'm going to be happier for just one person that comes to Christ today. And this should be all of our hearts. And when that music comes on, 
and you don't like it and you choose not to worship because it's really evangelistic in nature, let God do a work in your heart. Right then, ask God, pray to God, God, do a work in my heart. God, work in my heart until I become so evangelistic in nature that I can't help but speak to, of Jesus to every single person that I meet. Every single person that I meet, every single time I meet anyone, I'm, I don't care where you are, I don't care where you go, every place you find yourself, whether it's in the grocery store or the coffee shop or the restaurant or you fill in the blank work, any other place you can find yourself, you're taking a walk in the park, you walk by someone, preach Jesus. What's it going to look like? I don't know. This is what today's message is all about. Holy Spirit evangelism. Be guided by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will tell you what to speak. Glory to God. There's so much to say today. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. We sang that refrain there at the end, and I'm not kidding. If I had come up to do the announcements in that little piano kept playing what it kept playing, we wouldn't be talking yet. We'd still be worshiping. Whatever your plan is, you will make a way. Whatever God's plan is, he will make a way for it. He will have his way. God will have his way. Will you help him? Are you the person? Will you go? Who will go? In Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 6, it's an evangelistic scripture. Who, whom shall we send and who will go for us, the Lord says. And Isaiah says, here am I, send me. He didn't know who, what the mission was. He didn't know where he was going. He didn't know what he was going to be doing. And he says, I, I'm your man. I'll go. I'll go. Send me. I'm up. I don't know what, I don't know what the assignment is, but I'm good. I'm going. That's me. Is that you today? Are you saying yes to the Lord, not knowing what he's calling you to? Whatever your plan is, you will make a way. He will make a way. One way or another, he will have his way. God is still sovereign. Come on. I need a little bit more. God is still sovereign. Thank you. Here's a little secret. If you, if, if you guys respond a little bit more, I'll get a little less excited. Maybe. I'll, I'll get a little bit less. I'll, I won't get less excited. That's not the right word. I'll stop yelling so much. And I don't want to yell. I don't want, I'm not this person who yells. But the less excited you get, the more I feel I need to yell. So the more I hear amens, the better it'll be. Let's go. Amen. Whatever, <laughs> whatever your plan is, you will make a way for it. God is still sovereign. He will still have his way by any means necessary. Whatever your will is, come and do it here. Come and do it here. Come and do it at redeeming love. Come and do it at redeeming love. God, we want to be the church that does your will. God, we want to see the church that partners arm in arm with you to see your will done here in the city of Troy. We will see the city of Troy saved. It's just a matter of time. <laughs> Their days are numbered. God is coming. Revival is coming. Will you partner with God? Will you be part of the solution of what he wants to do in this day and in this hour? If you will, sign up for an engage group. Because this is, this, is, this is the biggest part of what God's doing next. It's bringing in the lost, bringing in the lost, bringing in the lost. He wants, how many of us have one loved one that we would like to see come to the Lord? Raise your hand. I want you to raise your hands right now. I know I tell you a lot of the time, don't raise your hands. But how many of us have at least one loved one that you want to see come to the Lord? Most of the hands in this room, most every hand in this room is up. So you know what that means? When they come, the church is going to double in size. 
And that's a good problem to have. We'll, we'll make more seats. I promise you. Could be, how do I know this? Because whatever his will is, he will make a way for. His will is for everyone in the city of Troy to be saved. And if it has to happen through our doors because we're saying, do it here, then he's going to expand the doors. He's going to expand. The, he's going to, it's just going to happen. It has to happen. It has to happen somewhere. Why not here? It will happen here. I promise you, I do have a message. People that we have invited, listen, this is, a, this is a word for everyone in here. People that you have invited to church for years, years and years and years, you've invited them maybe, I don't know, maybe you've invited them a hundred times. You need to go back. They, they might have told you no last week. You need to go back and you need to invite that person to church again because something has shifted and something has changed in the spiritual atmosphere and they're about to come to, they're about to, come to church. They're about to come to Christ. Something has shifted. And so take advantage of the shift in the spiritual realm and invite your family, invite your unsaved family members, invite your unsaved friend, invite them back to church, preach the gospel to them again, get them here, get them there, get them in a church, do it. There's something that's shifted. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Glory to God. Elizabeth, come on up and share that word that you got. I'm going to need the mic. You got the mic? Someone's got the mic. So during the song about breakthrough, I felt like God was saying there's one particular person here who is standing on the edge, just standing on the edge of a cliff, and you're thinking to yourself, I've given this a try. I've, I've you know, waited to see what's going to happen. I, I am getting nothing, and you're ready to walk away. And I heard God say, you're absolutely right. You are on the edge of that cliff, but what is going to happen is breakthrough. It is not Come disaster. It is not what you're thinking. It is not maybe even what you're wanting. But I saw God's hand toward the end of service literally reach out and grab the back of this person's jacket or whatever you want to call it and pull them back from the ledge. And that's where breakthrough starts is letting God pull you back. Amen. Can we, just, can we just do something right now? Can we just uh, bow our heads and pray? Father, in the name of Jesus, God, we pray that that will be a launching pit point uh, of propelling into the kingdom in Jesus' name. And I think it might be for more than one person here with every head bowed while every head is bowed. If you just slip up your hand and say, that's me. Slip your hand up and say, that's me. We want to we wanna lay hands on you uh, at the end of service. Elizabeth is going to specifically pray for you guys. Amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Awesome, 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 awesome. Glory to God. All right, here we go. Just Walk Across the Room by Bill Hybels. First scripture today, Luke 12, 11 through 12. Now, when they bring you to the synagogues and the magistrates and the authorities, do not worry about how you should answer or about what you will say, for the Holy Spirit will teach you in that very hour what you ought to say. How many of us think, I can't share the Lord, I can't share Jesus, I can't share, I don't know enough. That's a lie from the pit of hell. You are saved, you are filled with the Holy Spirit, and as you open your mouth, God will fill it with what you are to say. This is something that Pastor Tom taught me to do years ago. It's something that I do all the time. Uh, 
I, I, I listen to the Holy Spirit. He puts somebody in front of me, and I walk over, not knowing what I'll say, and I introduce myself. Hi, how you doing? I'm Pastor Matt. Uh, and all of a sudden, the Lord, just one thing leads to another, and the Holy Spirit just starts dropping dimes. That's a term, that's a basketball term for, like, perfect shots, right? So it starts dropping these things in my, in my spirit to say to the person that are just exactly what that person needed to hear. If I had gone in with my own wisdom, I would have missed by a million yards. I would have been a complete 180 of where I'm supposed to be going. I'm supposed to be going this way. Instead, I'm going this way. But I listen to the Holy Spirit. All of a sudden, we're going down this path, and I'm like, Lord, where are you leading me? I don't know. It's an adventure. There is no greater adventure than walking with the Lord, walking with the Holy Spirit. This is the most exciting thing you will ever do in your life. How many of you want to have some fun? Here's how you have some fun. Go to the mall or any other place where you're going to find a lot of people. Troy Market on Saturday is great. With no agenda, right? You're not there to buy and get out and have at least three hours blocked out to be at this location. And then just go and sit there and say, Holy Spirit, who do you want me to speak to? <laughs> you want things to get exciting real quick? Block out three hours. Go find a place with lots of people. Sit down and say, Holy Spirit, or just walk through. Holy Spirit, who do you want me to speak to? And then when you point to someone out, you have to say, Holy Spirit, what do you want me to say? Holy Spirit, what do I say now? Suddenly, there's questions that they're throwing at you, whoever this individual is, that you have no idea how to answer. You just need to continue to pray. You need to get a lot sharper on listening to the Holy Spirit. <laughs> and he'll do it. I'm telling you, I promise you, I swear it happens for me. I pray, and the Lord just keeps answering me, and he just keeps giving me the next, the next, the next, the next. This is the ministry of the Holy Spirit. It's exciting. You walk away from there. I don't care if you led the person to the Lord or not. You walk away from a Holy Spirit encounter like that, and you're just like, wow. Who wants to go to a movie? I want to go and, sh I want to go and do that again. Come on. We need some more HS up in here. We need some more Holy Spirit. Let's go. You know, every single person you meet on the street, Every single person you meet outside, of, even in church, every single person that we meet on any given day, we all have different baggage. And we all need to hear something different. And so how do we do that? By listening to the Holy Spirit. It's by listening to the Holy Spirit. Paul says, I wish above all things, I wish that you all prophesied. That's scripture, guys. He wishes that all but the all doesn't leave anyone out. It's everyone in here. Every single one of you. Everyone. 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 Every, every, everyone. All prophesy. We had an awesome time here. Uh, we did uh, activating your spiritual gifts small group. We had 20 people show up for the week we did prophecy, and it was fantastic. Uh, we just lined everybody up face-to-face, Left side, prophesy over the right side. Okay, now the right side, prophesy over the left side. I don't care if you don't know how to do it. Give it, just say whatever comes to mind first. I'm telling you what, people who I've never heard prophesy before, people who I would say, that person can't have the gift of prophecy, they all prophesied. Everyone. 
It was fantastic. Some of us left that meeting and it sparked something in us. Some of us left that meeting and put that gift to sleep and said, I don't want to do that again. But the gift of prophecy is what we use when we go out and we start to begin to minister to people because what is it? It's edification, exhortation, comfort. Who here wants to be um, exhorted today? Anybody? Is there anyone here who wants an exhortation? Is there anybody here who wants to be comforted today? Is there anybody here who wants to be edified today? Is there anybody in here who likes, um, what's the word? Words of affirmation? Anybody? Nobody? I think we're, uh, every hand in the room is up. I mean, I know you guys aren't raising your hands, but every hand in the room is up. We all want this. And so everybody else that you speak to wants this. We were out shopping this week, and um, we were at the grocery market, and a couple things weren't working when we were there, and four or five people all apologized to us each like three and four times. What's that, 12 or 15 apologies? And we weren't in the store for like five minutes. Why? Because the world is so full of hate and division. And if something doesn't work perfectly, people go off. And so if we're just kind, if we're just nice, we set a different tone. And it's in these situations where we can be open to listening to the Holy Spirit that they might say something. My, my first thing is I'm going to go in, I'm going to be nice. I'm gonna, the first thing I'm going to do, I'm going to put a smile on my face. Just go walk through the grocery market and identify the number of people. Count. Go ahead, I challenge you. Go in at a busy time. Go in at a slow time, whenever it is you want to go. But go and count the number of people smiling in the grocery market. Stand, when you're sitting in your car at the streetlight, watch the people when they come through the lane and see how many people are actually smiling in their cars. No one smiles when they drive. Except for the rare individual that's listening to worship music or, or, or some other music that they really enjoy. <sighs> Romans eight fourteen. for as many are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. So everywhere we go, in everything we do, we should be listening to and moving with the Holy Spirit. Everything we go, everywhere we go, everything we do, every time we set our foot, every time we move, every time, every time, all the time, all the time, constantly, just listen to what the Holy Spirit would say. Listen to what the Holy Spirit would say. Listen to what the Holy Spirit would say. You know, there's an aspect of prayer where we bring our needs before the Lord. But there's an aspect of prayer where we listen to what he wants to say. And then there's an aspect of prayer where we just sit with the Lord and we feel his presence and we feel his pleasure. And I would dare to say that few of us have made it a regular habit to enter into this third area. Few of us, <sighs> few of us have tapped into that place. And when you do, oh, I'm telling you what, all bets are off. Uh, I was having coffee with someone recently, and I just started talking with them and telling them about the presence of God. And we're sitting in, in a booth in a diner, and I'm talking to them about the presence of God, and tears just start flowing out of my eyes. I can't start to talk about the presence of God and not begin to weep and cry because it is so sweet. If you don't know what I'm talking about, there are pleasures. Psalm 16, verse 9 says, there are pleasures forevermore at God's right hand. You'll feel it here on a Sunday morning. This is why you like to come. 
It's not me. It's, it's not even the worship team, although they're helping. It's the presence of God. You like the presence of God because there's pleasure there. It's the pleasure that only God gives. You can make it yours on a daily basis. You can get there every single day all on your own. You just need to get past the point of bringing your needs before the Lord and then past the point of listening to what he has to say, which is awesome, and coming to this place where we just sit. You know, there's times where my wife and I were talking about the bills. We're talking about the day-to-day. We're talking about taking care of the kids. We don't take care of kids anymore. They're all old. They're all old enough to take care of themselves. I know how people get when I say the word old. My goodness. <laughs> offenses are sure to come, but woe to him by whom the offense comes. All right, I've learned. I know. Uh, if somebody's offended, that's on them. But if they're offended because of the way that I brought it, then that's on me. And so I want to back up and say they're older and they can take care of themselves. There's times where we talk about the minutia of life. Then there's times where we talk about maybe things that we're going through. We come to the point where we talk about other things. We may even talk about the, you know, the fact that we enjoy one another. We may even talk about God, which we do regularly. But then there's times where we just sit and we hold one another's hands. And we're just with one another. And nothing needs to be said. It's supposed to be that way with the Lord. Man. I'm I'm doing a message series next year. It hasn't all been hammered out, but we're doing a message series entitled Practicing the Presence. Well, it's going, to be a, it's going to be something like that. We might slap a different title on it, but that's what it's all about. <sighs> Moving on. Therefore, to him who knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is sin. So I have a question. This, isn't, this is relating to something else, but can we relate this to the Holy Spirit speaking to us and us not obeying what the Holy Spirit said? <laughs> I was talking with somebody this week, and they were talking about somebody else that they were talking to, And they said, they prayed, and God said, go here and do this, and they didn't. They went someplace else and did the same thing, and they got something that they didn't really like. And, you know, I'm talking, and I'm thinking, like, you know, if I ask God, follow my thinking here. If I ask God, and he says, you know, go to section one and pray over, you know, that guy, and I go to section two, Right, God said go to section one, but I went to section two, and I still prayed over a guy, right? Does that mean that I sinned because I didn't actually obey what God was saying? I think it is. I think it is. To him who knows to do good and doesn't do it, to him it is sin. The, the, the root of sin, guys, isn't in doing something that we're not supposed to do. It's disobedience, The root of sin is disobedience. So when the Holy Spirit's putting something on our hearts and then we don't do it, oh, we're actually sinning. Oh. So my challenge to you, go out, find three hours of time and go sit in a busy place and listen to the Holy Spirit. And when he speaks, then you're like, I can't do that. I'm too afraid. Sin. You sin because of fear. I can't do that because I don't know what I would say. Sin. Sin because of fear. Don't be afraid. Just go. If you mess it up, at least you went. At least you went. It's, it's the first step. 
You succeeded in the first step. Don't be afraid of what might happen. You can't be afraid. We can't be afraid. Don't, don't let the fear of man get on you. For in this saying, it is true, one sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap for that which you have not labored and others have labored and you have entered into their labors. Here's something that I want to talk to you about when we, come about, when we start to talk about sharing the gospel and t- talking to people about God is that you do not have to lead every person that you meet across the line of salvation. Every single person that you meet, you may not save. And I find that I'm in this camp a lot where I talk to people about God and I give them a lot to think about God, but they don't come to the point of salvation when I'm talking with them. I don't know why God continues to lead me to these people, but he does. And so what I do is I just continue to be faithful. He's going to put these people in front of me. That's fine. I'm just going to keep sharing what I've got to share. Years later, I'm finding out that they're saved. I had this friend years ago. I can't tell. The kids were little. I have pictures of this, this gentleman. The kids were little. I have a picture of Jamie. It was Christmas time, and he came over the house, and Jamie's laying against this guy as he's sitting on the couch, I think at my mother-in-law's house. Uh, he, was, he, was a, he was a guy that I got to know through work, and I started sharing the gospel with him. He came to church a few times. He came to family functions. I have pictures of him at Christmas, pictures of him at Easter. And I'm telling you what, we went out to breakfast a bunch of times. I preached the gospel to this guy, left, right, up, down, sideways, both ways, in ways, out ways, never any fruit. He came to church, there was never any fruit. He's got his girlfriend pregnant. Next thing I know, he moved to Florida. Fell off the map. I have no idea. I still had his number in my wallet, in my phone, but I have no idea. I hadn't talked to him, I hadn't called him. I didn't call him, he didn't call me. Fast forward, I don't know, 15 years, here at the office one day, and the cutter that we have to cut the engage cards, right, because it comes in a full sheet and we cut them, we do this in-house. The cutter that we have, there's, on the guard, there's a screw missing. It's been missing for years. It's been missing forever. And we've been cutting engage cards for the longest time. And so this was years and years, four years of me cutting the engage cards, being, I got to go get that screw. I got to go get that screw. I got I to gotta fix this thing. On one day, I'm cutting the engage cards, and I'm like, I'm going to get that screw today. That was the Holy Spirit. I leave and go out of the here to go to the hardware square to get, to get the screw that I need, the single one screw, right? Because you don't look through an old box of screws. Nobody does that. Go to the hardware store. Find the one you need. <laughs> we all keep the screws, but nobody looks, oh, you guys, I know, I know I'm talking to you now. You're going to spend two hours looking for a screw and a box of screws because I keep them. I've got several boxes of them. that They're piled up, and I don't know. I'm just going to go to the hardware So I go to the hardware store. I pull out of here, and I go to turn down Woodward, right, right out of parking lot, go to turn down Woodward, and right there at the first house, there's a garbage truck, not a, there's a truck parked box van and they're dropping off, the guy's dropping off cans, right? They had switched garbage people. And so they're dropping off cans. And the guy's bent over like this. He's got a hood on and I can't see. And he hears my truck coming down the, the road and he grabs the cans and he goes like this and he turns. And so I see his face for a split second, split second, split, like not even a second. And I'm like, I think I know who that is. I think I know that guy. I don't know who it is, but I think I know him. He looked really familiar. So I immediately don't hit my gas. And I'm going down the hill, and I'm going slow. And I inch past the van, and I'm trying to look. And so then I get past the van, and I'm looking in my mirror. 
If there was a car coming the way other way, I would have hit him. <laughs> Looking in the mirror, I'm like, wait for him to come, wait for him to come, wait for him to come. And he comes around the corner, and I see his face for another full second, maybe two, and I'm like, I know who that is. Stop the truck, put it in reverse, back up. I get back, putting my window down. And as I get there, he's rolling his window down. And <laughs> it's my friend. It's my friend that I had preached to 15 years ago for years. And uh, he thinks I'm, I'm a homeowner and I'm upset, right? I, he thinks I'm going to yell at him, probably, just like at the grocery market, right? Everybody's apologi- apologetic. And he says, good morning, sir. What can I do for you? <laughs> And so I'm like, Rob! And he's like, Matt! <laughs> Don't you know he invites me to church that night? That night. I, I had preached the gospel to this guy. I had said, come. I, he's like, hey, the church that I'm going to, we're having this special meeting tonight. We've never had one of these before. It's tonight, Wednesday night, you need to come. And I'm like, yeah, I'll be there. The Holy Spirit told me to go get a screw on that day. The thing had been broken forever. Why that day? Because the Holy Spirit knew that I would meet him. The Holy Spirit knew that I would run into him. And the Holy Spirit wanted to to remind me and say, keep on going. Keep sharing the gospel. You may not be seeing the fruit. And you may not be leading the people across the line. But it's working. And people are coming to the kingdom because of the conversations that you keep having. Keep going. Keep doing it. It's coming. It's happening. And it's about to happen here. Come on. I, Paul, planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So neither he who plants is anything, nor he who waters, but God who gives the increase. Now he who plants and he who waters are one, and each one receive his own reward according to his own labor. I find myself having these conversations very commonly with intellectual type people. This is, I don't know why God keeps leading me to these types of people, but they're very smart, very educated. We're talking bachelor's degrees, master's degrees, and up. And I keep having these conversations, and somehow God is giving me wisdom to be able to talk to them about the things of the kingdom, and it's fantastic. And I love it. And I, and I, just, I just keep pouring it in. I'm telling you what, it, and in, it's in those situations where it's, it seems really difficult to actually bring somebody across the that intellectual people don't like it, but somehow God 